Balladeer Productions presents Sojourner's Trails The Fool Fools of the Night Negotiations to resume normal trade relations between the southwest of the archipelago and territory controlled by the commission broke down earlier this week, with many island representatives maintaining their refusal to sign the Unity Act. This outcome, while not surprising to many observers, is a grave disappointment to leaders in the merchant sector, as well as leaders in shipping, whose respective industries have been severely disrupted by the heavy limitations for avenues of legal intercity trade. Extra-legal shipping, meanwhile, remains as profitable as ever. Back already? That was quick. Was it? Huh. Anyway, got your groceries. Most of them, at least. Still no vanilla or pastry flour anywhere on the market, though. I can't imagine the clients will be happy about that. Looks like I need to take some desserts off the menu. <sighs> With all of the Commission's recent fuckery, I imagine spice import is of least concern. So it doesn't look like they're gonna let up anytime soon? <laughs> you wish. I'm almost afraid to ask, but... How's the situation out in town? Same as for the last six months. No ships inside. Save for a couple locals, but it's not like anyone's looking to pay for an extra pair of hands. Anything happen in the shop while I was gone? Ran by earlier. You still up for the trip to that abandoned outpost tonight? <laughs> Wouldn't miss it. Come to think of it, weird that we haven't gone out there yet. A trip's long overdue. Surely is. Wonder if Sarah can come along with us this time around. What else? Uh, Miss Leota threw a cup at me because she didn't like the Tassiomancy fortune I read to her. <laughs> Again? Yep. And as always, she threatened not to ever come back to my tea room of doom and misfortune. She's getting creative with those nicknames. I know. If only she got as creative with solving her problems rather than coming back to me for more readings like the birds for spring. Not my fault the fortunes call her out time and again. Maybe she needs to get her fortune told by someone else? I mean, you could take over some dudes in the shop with a little bit of training. That's an idea. Wanna try practicing tarot? We've got some time. You know what? Sure. Alright, I'll put those away and grab the deck. Get in the back room and I'll join you soon. Want anything from the kitchen? If you could make me some of your signature coffee, I'd be much obliged. Of course. Uh, need anything special with it? Aren't you supposed to be, like, clairvoyant or something? Can't you just tell what I need? <laughs> <laughs> what kind of town witch even are you, Luca? Seriously, I'm not surprised your customers are dissatisfied. <laughs> J just make it like the one this morning. gotta say. I'm lucky to have a friend like Luca. Whenever my life goes to shit, which is more often than I'd like to admit, they've always been there for me, offering a helping hand, a couch in the reading room to sleep on, a warm homemade meal, and since life's gone downhill in the last uh, almost eight months, They've done so much for me. <laughs> Least I can do to pay him back is help out around the shop. Even if I was never able to tell the future from tea leaves or someone's hand. Here. Tarot is an old archipelagian tradition. Though I've never put as much into it as Luca did. They handle the cards with gentleness. Almost reverence. Something about that makes me feel like I should give this reading my best effort. Ready? I was thinking we'll start with the basics. A simple past, present, future spread. Sounds good. 
What do I do? Shuffle the cards. Cut the deck. Choose a stack and spread it. Now, choose three cards. Alright, let's see what we got. This one's... upside down. Oh, leave it. It's reversed. Oh. So the past. Eight of Wands reversed. Okay. What's that about? In this context, the card represents how you got where you are. Eight of Wands is a card relating to the momentum, action, and oftentimes travel. When reversed, it indicates stagnation, lack of progress, and inability to move forward. Stating the obvious. Most tarot readings are more about cards calling you out, rather than predicting the future like people think. That sounds less impressive. Now, the present. This card represents you, as you are in this moment. The Fool. Okay, that's rude. Come on. The Fool is a very positive card, Kian. You know, I've always liked it. Found it peculiar, in a good way. Alright, what's so special about it? The Fool differs from the rest of Major Arcana. Look closely. You'll notice that it's unnumbered. And Eorazia taught me that represents the limitless potential of a new journey, and all that comes with it. Following your heart, naivety, and innocence. Going on an adventure. Look at the fool as they are depicted on the card, starry-eyed and smiling, ready to trust the fates as they take the leap of faith. Huh. I, I like the sound of that better. Ready for the last card? Bring it on. Hmm. What's with that one? We've got the three of ones. All right. And? Now's your turn. Look at what's depicted on the card and tell me. What do you make of it? Okay, so, uh, let's see. Oh, there's a ship on this one. I like this card already. <laughs> right, okay, okay, okay. There's uh, someone looking over the sea, looking at the ship, and there are those three wands, like you said. <gasps> Am I reading too deep into this? Or is this card telling me I'll be on a ship again soon? Do, do the wands symbolize time? Weeks or <gasps> days? Not a bad read. The three of wands usually is associated with foresight, opportunities, and growth. While travel, especially overseas travel, is also a common interpretation, I'd try giving it more of a broad read. Whatever's ahead of you, Kion, the cards say that it'll contribute to your personal growth and broaden your horizons. Right, right. I like my interpretation better. It's half past already. We should get going. Lessons keep running waiting. What do you think of this? <clears throat> Beloved K. Beloved, back to the window. Your gaze upon my lips, arms spread wide, hair askew, and you are thinking. Not of me, but of the sea. Beloved, what are your hands made for? To hold another heart now. My heart sat down by the key and drank a finger of water and beat wetter. Beloved, do you like the look of my heart? Beloved, you will never dream in gold, satin or spice. I imagine you in this room, sprawled on my bed, bathed in candles glow, proud and laughing at me. Beloved, do not laugh. Do not make me see the curve and clench of your throat. Your name lives inside my mouth like a dying bird. Beloved. I just don't know anymore, Clover. Oh, 
Is it vague enough to not give away it's about Kion? I mean, if someone at the garden party guesses it's about him, I tried to make it vague, but isn't poetry at its best when written from personal experiences? Help me out, Clover, will you? Sarah! <gasps> hey! Sarah! What are you doing? Came to get you. We're going out with Rand and Luca. Thought you might want to join us. Shh! Do you want the whole neighborhood to hear that or what? I don't know, Kion. I mean, it's sweet of you to have thought of me, but I don't know if my ma will let me. Yeah, I figured that much. You think I'd be climbing trees in your backyard if I thought asking your stepmother was a good idea? <laughs> of course. Right. Well, that was worth a try. I'll, uh... See you another time then? Wait! you going? Just out to town? You know that tiny little islet in the northeast? The one that's just beyond the woods? The one with the abandoned outpost and that signal tower? That's the one! So, y'all are going to a creepy abandoned facility at night to... It's alright if you don't want to. I, I was just... No, um, I want to. I'll go. I'll go there with you. Just give me a minute. I'll change into something more... Um, practical. Alright then. Just a minute. Hey, Kion. I thought of one more thing. If you could wait a bit longer than a minute, I could bring some fancy expensive wine for us. What are we going to do there? Rand thinks the place is haunted. It is haunted, I'm telling you! We'll see about that. I brought some of my tools of the trade to scope it out. I've got my tarot back, my pendulum, my bones. Good old Luca, eh? Aren't you just always prepared? You probably won't need any of that anyway. Speaking of coming prepared... Look at this. Looks fancy. It's from my Marcella. It's got to be fancy, and uh, probably expensive. <gasps> Stolen wine? Who are you and what have you done to our Sarah? The woods are the quickest way to get to the island. Oh, you need to stray a bit off the beaten track, follow the younger, smaller trees and bushes that took over the paths that people stopped taking. It's something we discovered a couple of years ago. Lost trails, we called them. There's a couple of nice places they've led us to already. A cluster of freshwater pools with glowing algae in the southwest of the island. An orchard in the east where trees always bear fruit, but only out-of-season fruit, no matter the season. A point of rocks that look very much like people. We used to think they were sculptures, but they changed positions every time we visited it. Sometimes they're frozen in mid-dance. Sometimes they appear to enjoy an evening by a lit bonfire. And sometimes they pile on top of one another, desperately holding up the nearby cliff. And, of course, the trail we're following now leads us to a little island just off the coast of our island, where the abandoned outpost stands. We've gone near the place a couple times, but somehow never made it across. And so we arrive just in time. The flat tops of the rock pillars still peek above the water's surface. Oh, some waves wash atop them already. If we'd gotten here earlier, we'd risk falling on the craggy rock faces that are exposed in the low tide if we stumbled on the slippery rocks. In a later, we'd have a long, cold swim and a miserable night in the wet clothes. It's now or never. 
So, how are we gonna get there? Easy, we jump. We what now? It's just like skipping over the stones in the stream. You better make it across before the water rises. Hey, wait up! You wanna go first? Or... <laughs> go ahead. Alright. Hey boys! Make some room for me over there. You alright? Yeah, all good. First jump down's the worst. Sarah? You're coming? No. Uh, uh, go ahead without me. Oh, come on. Don't chicken out now. We didn't come all this way to turn back right before the outpost. This is too dangerous. I, I won't make that jump. No, 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 no. Jump, Sarah. Keon will catch you. <clears throat> hey, what the hell was that for? It's always like that when we try to reach the outpost itself. Something always has to follow our plans. Come on, say something. What? Why me? <sighs> Come on, Sarah. It's not as far down as it looks. Landing's easy. Just get a good run and start. Besides, I'd like you to come with us. Won't be as much fun without you. Shit. <laughs> Whoop, steady now. Hey, you made it. <laughs> I, I, I did. Thanks to you. Come on, the rest is easy. Now hurry up, the tide won't wait for us. And here we are. <sighs> yeah, very nice place. We've seen it now. It's... Let's find a way inside. Shit, it's closed. Through the window, maybe? What? Who the hell needs such strong windows? <laughs> Anyone who doesn't want a rascal with a brick to break it? Stop bickering and look at this. There's a panel here, next to the garage. We don't have a passcode though, but if we can guess it... Can you... I don't know... Cast your magic dice or something to tell us the passcode then? I don't have to ask with me. I have bones. Why are you carrying bones around and not useful stuff like a lockpick or dice? They're used for different forms of divination, Ren. I don't know what need to be cracking number codes here. It's probably one, two, three, four, or zero, 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 zero. Wanna bet? Ren, stop. We don't know if this thing will let us try over and over. What do you mean? What if it's one of those that automatically locks after three or so failed tries? Hmm. Let me try. Go ahead. This is how it's done. Come, take a closer look. Some of these numbers are more worn out than others. Like the eight, see? So we should start with those. It's even a safe bet to say eight might repeat itself in the code. Perhaps three as well? Hmm. It would be useful knowing something about the owner of this place. Or people who worked here. The passcode might have been something like, oh, I don't know, a date significant to someone. We don't have that though, do we? No record of anything about this place. That's part of the appeal of coming here. I'm impressed. How do you, like, you know, deduce all this stuff? I'm a writer. You need to know some interesting stuff like this if you want to write captivating stories. Back to the thing. I think... Zero, eight, and three are our best bets. With either eight or three appearing twice, based on the where. No problem. You can try again. <laughs> Look at that. Now what will we have done without you here, Sarah? What? How'd you break it? Magic. Watch out, Luca. There's another witch in town. Out to get ya. <laughs> mind sharing the burden of the town witch. Dealing with customers. People who would gladly come after you with pitchforks and torches. Because they don't like the horoscope they ask for. It's fun. You should give it a go. Sounds delightful. 
We could go full prince and pauper. You'll go entertain the rich assholes at my stepmom's garden parties. Read poems aloud, while they pull snobbish faces and nod appreciatively. You know, the same faces they make when someone offers them fancy wine to taste. Oh, and then, behind your back, of course, they mutter about how their third cousin once removed second youngest wrote better poems than that by the age of nine. As long as I don't have to write poems myself. Uh, hey, Sarah, do you think the rich assholes like card tricks? I know some of those. I'd love to see you pull that off. Look at this place. Seen better days, no? Those cracks in the ceiling worry me, though. Are we sure this place won't collapse? Can't argue with Sarah here. The whole place is riddled with sprawling cracks. The ceiling, the walls, the floor. Not a square foot of plaster and tile intact. And even without the benefit of witchcraft, I can tell there's something not quite natural about them. In that deep, animal sense that tingles in your spine when something's decided to turn you into prey. Every island, hell, every city-state, has places like that. Tenuous, haunted, and to some holy places. About some, you'll be warned by locals not to visit, at least not without an experienced guide with you. Others just exist at the edges, like this outpost. Their general existence acknowledged by the locals, of course, but everybody knows better than to talk about them just the same. What is this place? Just look around. It's got to be haunted. We can check that if you'd like. I'll need a place to lay my cards and cast my bones, though. One of those servant tables? Let's Start with a pendulum. Okay... Is it supposed to be floating like that? Doesn't it usually, uh, swing in a circle? Uh, it usually does. Or stay still. But it looks like whatever is... If there is something haunting or otherwise affecting the place, it's in that direction. What are we waiting for, then? Let's go! Wait, no! Ran! Wait! Oh, no. Oh, no, 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 no. I've read too many books for that. I know how this ends. You split off, you die. Let's let's not split off, then. Come on, we gotta catch up to him. Ran! Luca! Wait up! Luca! Ran? They can't have gone far. Let's, um... Check the rooms, maybe? Luca, I swear this isn't funny. Ran, if you're hiding somewhere, come out. We are worried. That would be very much in Luca and Ran's style, running off to hide like that. They're probably in one of these rooms off the hallway. Maybe crouching behind one of the desks, trying their best not to laugh at Sarah and me as we stumble around this corridor, opening door after door, calling out for them like idiots. What the hell? What is this place? The next room we come into is different from the others we've seen. There seems to be more cracks in here than in other parts of the outpost. Some of them go right through the navigation panel, so that doesn't stop them from humming along and pinging unaffected. Above the consoles, there's a window. Cracks in the glass form a contour of... uh, Human. Heart. It seems like all of the cracks on the walls, the ceiling, the floor meet in this place. Or radiate from it. When the light from the tower grows brighter, my stomach drops. The glow seems to fill the heart in the cracked glass, making it resemble the neon signs on the streets. And as it grows dimmer, the light from the heart flows into the cracks that radiate from it. It's not a light. It's a heartbeat. Sarah! Hey! Hey, are you alright? No. No, I don't... I'm... 
Easy there. Uh, do, do you need something? Sh should we go outside? Come on, just, just put your hand around my shoulder. Just like that. Let's go. Some fresh air might do you some good. better. Well, if you just wanted to spend some time alone with me, you should have just said so. Kion! Sorry, sorry. <laughs> no, don't be. It was sweet of you. Just a little bit unexpected. If, uh, you want to go home, just tell me, alright? You don't need to stick around if you're not having fun. Is it that plain to see? Hmm? Didn't catch that. It's nice up here, you know? With the sea. And the tower. The light is... It's beautiful. I like it. I have to admit, I was scared at first, but... Did you see it too? Hmm? In that room we were in. Where the heart was. You saw that too, right? The heartbeat and all the cracks. I could have sworn they got on my hands. What do you mean? Please, tell me it wasn't just me. The cracks, they were on my hands. You, you saw that, right? Sarah? Are you sure you're feeling alright? Maybe I should just walk you home. This place, Kion. It's alive. And so are we. For now. Wait, what? There you are, lovebirds. Where did you two go? We've been looking all over the place for you. Uh, I... How did you even lose us? It was a straight corridor. We went into one of the rooms. Found what looked like a medical ward. Oh, yeah. You want to tell them, Luca? Or should I tell them? Y'all wouldn't believe the amount of weird stuff in there. There were, like, cardiological drawings, uh, anatomical charts... Uh, and hearts in fucking jars. Like glass vials, shaped like hearts, of course. All cracked, but still holding together. Sounds, Sounds creepy. fascinating. Well, I don't know about the rest of y'all, but I've had enough excitement for one night. Wanna get it going? Tata, unless y'all are up for a nice swim, we should wait till it falls. I don't really feel like swimming. Besides, we still haven't used my tools of the trade here. Come on, let's crack open this bottle to celebrate. Now you're talking. Yeah, that works. I could use a drink. Should we toast to some? To the hot things. To writing inspiration. To the adventures we go on together. To us. Yes, to us. My father writes in his journal, there's not much a man needs out here on the open ocean. On a fine night like tonight, the trade winds in my hair. I write by the light of the moon in the rain, as the stars glow dimly and tell us where we are. Surer than any compass or sextant, if one knows how to look. Our second mate might like her fancy instruments, but I put my trust in the sky. Many sailors like me sailed to Lassa's primordial waters. Before we invented all the fancy stuff and found our wages fine. No need for fancy toys. And I will be four today, if my reckoning is correct. And when I return, I'll take them fishing. Perhaps I can teach them how to make a crab pot trap, the way the crab folk down south taught me when I spent a month with them between expeditions. There was a bad storm last night, but all is calm today. Our carpenters making minor repairs, but... All are in good spirits, as we make for the Rodustrous Sight Coast in good time. In the evenings, we have music and merry fellowship. I'll be home with Mel and Little Nye soon enough. For now, I have Talassa as my companion, and I'm glad for it. In moments of uncertainty, like say, this one, your words bring me comfort, Dad, no matter where I sail. 
I know it's the same ocean waters, the primordial waters, that unite all the islands and coasts. And just like the ocean waters are the same, I have my own, more private, unchanging thing. The words I carry with me, the same for all these years in this worn out book of yours. At this point, I should probably say, of ours. I even tried to write in the same colour ink you used. It's been so long since you left, Dad. And yet, I can still hear your voice. Uh, I'll be back for your 12th birthday. W what do you say to that? <laughs> Dad, I think you can't do math. Maybe instead of going to the sea, you'll go to school with me. They teach you math at school, you know. Um, afraid my math's right, kid. But what about my 11th birthday? <sighs> you see, you and I, I've got to sail far away for this job. I might not be able to come back in time for your 11th birthday. But it's in... seven months. That's plenty of time. <laughs> Look, I'd love to come back for your 11th birthday. But I can't promise you that. And I don't want to give you a promise I can't keep. So I'll do my best to be back before your 12th birthday, okay? That's unfair. You're going out to sea every couple of months and you stay there for weeks and... I know, kid. I know. Look. It's going to be like all the other times before, well, a little longer than the previous ones. But you won't even notice I'm gone. But I'm gonna miss you, Dad. Can't you take a shorter job or take me with you? Don't you have school, little rascal? But pirates don't need school, <clears throat> do they? <clears throat> Who told you? <clears throat> I want to be a pirate, Dad, just like you. We'll sail together, we won't go to school, and... Mel, what on earth have you been telling? Dad? As if it was yesterday. I wonder what you'd say if you could see me now, Dad. You didn't come back for my 12th birthday, of course. Or for the 13th. Or for any other birthday after that. Now, my 32nd's coming up. Right around the corner. You know, a couple of years after you left, people in our village started telling me that you were just lost at sea, and surely you'll come back one day. <laughs> it took me longer than I'd like to admit to realise that they said it in the exact same tone as you would use to tell a child that their dog went to their cousin's farm upriver. And when I left to search for you and bring you back home, they looked at me like I was a fool. And perhaps I am undertaking a fool's errand. But as long as there's a sliver of hope that you're still out there, alive, I'll keep searching until I find you, Dad. I made it a promise. Because once you make a promise, you can't break it. You taught me that yourself once. Reading that old thing again? Mm-hmm. That you're not bored of it yet? Hmm? Ah, nerves got your tongue again. Hmm. Mind if I just sit by you? Keep you company? Thanks. Say, Unai, how are you feeling with our first actual clue about your old man? Oh. Right, nerves got your tongue. Got it. <laughs> got it. Can you believe it's been six years we're sailing together? Time flies on the high seas. Not to give old Giovanni excuses, but I can't exactly blame him for losing all sense of time, sailing the open ocean like that. Hey, joke? I'm joking, Una. Wanted to cheer you up a bit. Come on, I think we're getting close to the place. James Elizabeth tries his best, and I can't blame him for that. He's a good captain, and a good friend. I follow her to the forecastle deck, and I see it. A bright red light, a beacon. Almost like a lighthouse. Just as described by our stowaway prophet. Is... is this it? Is this where I'll finally find you, Dad? After 21, almost 22 years? Well, let's just hope the prophecy is accurate. We're almost there. You ready? We drop the anchor in a nearby bay, 
partially shielded from the little island by trees. We go ashore, Captain and I. Throughout the years we've sailed together, she's always been there for me, making sure I'm comfortable on ship, willing to help me search for you, Dad. And for the crab folk you wrote about. When we meet again, I'll have to introduce her to you. I think you'd like him, Dad. Well, that's... atmospheric. Say, was your old man always a fan of shite like that? As far as you can recall? Unai? Unai! Hey, where are you... Oh. Uh, there. Dead birds. They're all around the tower's base, in different stages of decay. Some look fresh, like they just landed moments ago. There isn't much left for the others, save for the bones and strips of mummified flesh. There are flies on some of the birds' cadavers, but they don't take flight when I approach. They're dead too. Is this also in your father's style? Because that's not what I expected from your stories, unless there are some details you omitted. No, that's not. Right, I mean, people sometimes change over the years, especially if it's been so long. You want to go check the rest of this place out? Or should we head back and look for a different pulse of crimson light atop a silver tower, a landing least expected? Isn't that what the stowaway said? Those are indeed the words from the prophecy. And here we are, under a silver tower with a pulsating red light on top. I don't want to risk going to search for another if it might be this one that has the clues. I don't want to leave until I find out whether you're here, Dad. Or at least, whether you're connected to this place somehow. When I finally find you, we'll have a lot more to catch up on. Right, I don't think the bird graveyard is the place to look for your old man. Should we check if there's anything worthwhile on the other side? There's a garage door. It's open. Feels like an invitation. Shall we go in then? Or a trap. Hey, wait. Before you go in. Got your gun? Take mine then. Best we go in prepared. Why do they have cars here? It's not like you can drive anywhere from an island. Beats me. Unless... it's not an island. Wait, what? What if it's some kind of floating island? What? You sound crazier than a stowaway. Look, if anyone could make a boat big enough to hold a whole outpost like this, it's the mainlanders. And that explains the cars. When someone needs to go off to the continental coast and drive on land, makes sense to have a garage then, doesn't it? Uh... Yeah, of course. I guess. I don't like the atmosphere here. It's gloomy. We find another open door that leads to some sort of cafeteria or mess hall. There's footprints in the dust that settled on the floor. Someone was here, and not long ago. It's a little unnerving to think we might not be as alone as we feel. And then there's the cracks. At first I thought it was just disrepair, but the more I look, the more I notice they aren't normal. They sprawl out in a spiralling fractal pattern that sets my teeth on edge. I doubt they're like that by accident, and as I approach closer, they seem to run deeper than they should by all logic. And is that a red light coming out from them? Stay away from those cracks. Gods know what caused them. Or what's in them. The captain is right. I need to be on high alert here. We don't know what's waiting for us. I double check that I still have his gun on me. I really hope I won't have to use it, but it's just like she said. It's better to be prepared. What's that? You wanted to go somewhere haunted? Congratulations! We went somewhere fucking haunted, Rand! Shit, I didn't know it was that haunted. Don't yell at me. One hell of a party this turned out to be. The fuck? Who the hell are you? Uh, 
I'm sorry. We were just leaving. Please put the gun down. Uh, oh, apologies. Uh, force of habit. Unai? What's going on there? It's all good, Captain. Just a bunch of kids. Like I said, we were just leaving. Um, uh, could you step aside? Let's through. Hmm? Oh, 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 of course. Uh, go ahead. Oh, wait, actually. Um, uh, actually, I have a question before you go. I, I came here looking for my father. Do you know if he lives or works nearby? I'm, uh, supposed to meet him here. What? Oh, um, his name is Giovanni of St. Enna, or, or his friends called him Giovi. Um, I have his old journal and this locket with his photo, though the photo is from about 30 or so years ago, so it, it might not be entirely accurate. Wait, hold on a sec. Keon, isn't that your dad's name? Shush! Uh, um, <clears throat> may, may, maybe it's a, a misunderstanding. It's not like Giovanni is an unusual name. It's not, but wait. If we are talking about the same person, that would make us siblings. That would mean... What's going on here? Have you been bothering these kids, Unai? Oh, I'm so sorry about them. Uh, no, ma'am. They haven't been bothering us. Can we just get out of here? We can continue this conversation outside, can't we? Can we uh, back up a second here? Giovanni is your father, is that what you're saying? Uh, are, we, are we talking about the same Giovanni? I think Luca's right. Can we just get out of this place first? Might as well. This place is hardly the most conducive for a heart-to-heart. -heart. We leave the facility and head for the beach. The fallen tide reveals the flat tops of the rocks that lead home. And Unai goes on about their father, whom they were supposed to meet here. I'd hope this was all some kind of misunderstanding. But the more facts they rattle off, the more I fear my first instinct was right. From the details they toss out, to the handwriting in the journal. This all starts to look like less and less of a coincidence. And more like we really are talking about the same man. The captain lets Ran and Sarah go. Luca technically too, but they stay with me as we go along the beach, around the island, to where the captain's ship is. So, you're my little brother. I've never had a brother before, you know. Would appear so. R right. So, about our dad, I... I don't want to talk about him. Well, did a break slope in the bay? Been a while since I've seen one of those around here. Guess we're not exactly inconspicuous around these parts, Captain. This ship's yours? The Sojourner, yes. You like her? She's beautiful. I mean, if you want to join the crew, I'd love you to. Oh, as, as the Sojourner's first mate, I officially invite you to join the crew. Oh, wait, what? You want me to sail with you? Well, of course we do. Your family. And you could help us find Giovanni, couldn't you? Don't you want to come with us? Uh... Hold up a second. Maybe we'll take you. Can't afford to have passengers at the moment, though, so you'd have to at least swap the deck. Unless there's other things you can do. I've been sailing for years. I know my way around a ship. I could help with the cargo, the carpentry, the rigging, whatever you've got. And I know the waters of the archipelago like the back of my own hand. I sailed these waters for a couple years with crew of the Wren. The Wren? Like the bird? Never heard of her. Oh, she was a merchant vessel, Captain Bat. Doesn't matter. What matters is that you can at least teleport from starboard, even if your sailing career has been depressingly law-abiding up to this point. What? Of course I can teleport from... Ugh. Never mind. And I'm sorry, but depressingly law-abiding... Would you have found me here, of all places, if I were law-abiding? <laughs> Relax, kid, I get it. Really? Hardly anybody's born into the pirate's life. Most of us have licked our fair share of commissions, or its equivalents, boots in our time. How do you think they get so well-polished? Except you, Captain. <laughs> well, I was trying to be polite to your brand-new brother here. But eventually, one way or the other, you figure enough's enough, 
and you take a stand. Wait, hold up. What do you mean by take a stand? What, not sold on the idea? Don't tell me it's one of those towns where people cower when they hear pirates. Should we rebrand, perhaps? Call ourselves Corsairs or Privateers? I'll give you till morning to make a choice, lad. You better make a good one. Um, you'll get used to the captain. He's just like that. So, see you in the morning? You'll come here, or should I pick you up, or...? We, uh... We can meet at the town square in the morning. Splendid. See you then. Yeah, see ya. Kim, let's just go home. It's funny, isn't it? The perspective that a few hours can bring. This afternoon, I couldn't stay on the side of these familiar streets. Now, I can't remember the last time the town's neon lights felt so welcoming. By the time we arrive in the front of the shop, the moon has already passed zenith. Luca, give me the keys to the magic shop. Just give me the keys. Uh, sure. Kion, you seem a little... Are you sure you're okay? I'm fine. I'll be back later. Sojourner's Trails is an audio drama by Balladier Productions. Script was written by Tim Faulkner and edited by S. Eli Johnson. Audio design by Al Jitad and Tim Faulkner. The music used in this episode was Heavy Heart by Kevin MacLeod. The poem Beloved K was written by Imogen McHugh. You can follow them on Twitter at poetry underscore Amy. That's P-O-E-T-R underscore I-M-I. This episode featured performances from Binar as Keon. Tim Faulkner as Luca. Stephanie Tobin as Sarah. Joelda Jesus as Ran. Jasper Locke as Unai. Warren Stevens as Giovanni. Ro Peppoli as Young Unai. Bonnie Calderwood Aspinwall as Captain James Elizabeth. I need to be alone. I just need to be alone right now. I head for the docks. It's the first place that came to mind, and I... I don't have it in me to dwell on where to go any longer than I have to. Not right now. There's something about it that isn't quite right. Seeing the busy streets of my town empty at night, lit by the night sky and neon signs of nearby taverns and bodegas, shadows in the alley almost seem to beckon to me. There's something about this usually unseen side of the streets I know so well. Though now, of all moments, the unfamiliarity is unexpectedly comforting. Almost like I'm somewhere else. Somewhere just familiar enough to feel comfortable. Yet foreign enough to get far away from all this mess I've gotten myself in. The docks look eerie without any ships. The ghost town beside the water. Hard to believe, even eight months into the blockade, what the commission has done to this place. What in the world am I getting myself into? Sure, I've wanted all this damn island for months, but to say with pirates? I, I mean, I was never one to be on my best behavior, I'll admit that much, but... But then again, I never went that far either. I... Crashing rich folks' garden parties to spend time with Sarah on her birthday or, or fishing in illegal spots with Rain is one thing. Joining a pirate crew, on the other hand. God. In all my years of sailing, I've had more reasons to fear pirates than to join them. And now I'm invited aboard. <laughs> What do I even do in a situation like this? <sighs> At least the captain was nice enough about his offer, I guess. 
given me a choice to join. Though if I'm being honest, I doubt the choice I was given is even a choice at all. Sounded more like a courtesy. What is she gonna do if I just refuse to join her? I don't suppose she will go, Oh, that's alright, lad. We'll keep looking for someone else who may know something about your father. Have a good day. Yes, a part of me already knows that I am joining his crew. Willingly or unwillingly, there's something in my pocket I didn't expect to find. One of the cards from Luca's deck. How did it even get in there? I take it out carefully and look down at it. The fool. Wait, what did they say it means again? I should, uh... Take the leap of faith, right? Or does the meaning change if I pulled it out of my pocket wrong side up? My eyes wander from the empty harbor to the upside down fool on the card and back again. The captain's words come back to me. But eventually, one way or the other, you figure enough's enough and you take a stand. She's... Right. It's not like there's anything for me here anyway. Money's tight and there's no work to be found, not with a commission barking out new decrees like rabbit dogs. Every day there's less to go around than there was the day before. I don't even want to think about what the situation will look like in a few weeks if things continue to go the way they do. I can't go another eight months without setting foot on a ship. And more than anything, I miss being out on the open sea. Pirate ship or not. This might be the only chance to get off this island I'll get in a long time. Besides, the captain thinks I must know where my father is. Even though I neither know or care where he is, and it would probably be better for me if we ended up just not finding him at all. She doesn't have to know that. I can probably play that to my advantage. Get some leverage on her. Maybe. As long as those pirates think they need me, I shouldn't be in any danger from them. Right? What's the worst that could happen? I'll be fine.